Welcome, friends. On this podcast, we talk about a lot of things, mostly prayer, but also spiritual warfare, parenting adult kids, and what it's like to be a church lady in an increasingly post-Christian world. This is the place where I share interviews with people whose lives have greatly influenced mine. They're authors, ministry leaders, friends, and people who've experienced answers to their prayers, and some who are just as baffled as I am that God's ways are not the same as ours. All of them, though, can gladly shout, no matter what you're facing, God's got this. I'm Leanne McCoy, and this is my podcast. The day after Mother's Day, Tom and I left Tennessee to spend a week in Florida with our dear friends, John and Tammy Murphy. While Tom and John played golf, Tammy and I walked, shopped, took golf cart rides, and basically solved all the problems of our combined worlds. It was the problem solving that led me to ask Tammy if she'd be willing to do this podcast with me. She graciously, and maybe a bit reluctantly, agreed. Tammy's the wife of John, the mother of Evie and Emily. She's also Mimi to Layla and Noah. Of course, being Mimi is her favorite, as is being Nana for me. In her Tennessee life, Tammy worked for a nonprofit called African Leadership. Tammy's organized, she's intentional about her spiritual growth, and she's committed to serving God wholeheartedly wherever she is. You're going to love our conversation, especially if you're living in our stage of life. Sandwiched between taking care of aging parents, seeking to serve Jesus well in our marriages, and parenting our adult, quote, children, unquote. Pretend you're in your walking shoes and we're putting in a few miles as you listen to this podcast. Tammy and I are so excited to be with you guys today. So I, um, I guess I, I didn't intrude. I, in, I enlightened or I landed, I've landed in your house. <laughs> That's what I did <laughs> when you picked Tom and me up from the airport the other day. And um, when you land in Tammy's house, you get the opportunity to go walking with Tammy yes, every morning. Do because you walk every single morning. And so we have had the most fun walking, even though it's kind of hot as hot as you know what here in Florida. <laughs> but as we walk, we talk. And I don't know if some of y'all have walking partners like that, but they're the best because um, she and I both have laughed and said we could spend a ton of money on therapy or we could just, you know, walk and talk. And so we're able to solve the problems of our worlds while we're walking. And so, Tammy, what a privilege it is to have you with us today. And we're going to share with our listeners a, a little bit like a podcast-friendly version of what we've walked and talked I about. Like it. <laughs> Very good. Well, we decided today just to give you guys a heads up that we're going to cover the three topics that have been like the topics of our walks. And that is... Um, well, obviously, our relationship with the Lord, that is the overarching thing. But the specific things going on in our lives are um, ministering to and being in the season of life of taking care of aging parents. Uh, Tammy is there now, and I'm probably, you know, soon to be there uh, as my parents continue to grow older. We're both very grateful we still have Amen. parents in our lives. And then um, we're going to talk about um, our marriages not 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 in too much detail <laughs> in case our husbands listen to this podcast and then we're going to also talk about um the challenges of adult kids which you guys who listen to my podcast often know that i i barely leave that subject alone at any time because it's such a thing so so tammy let's let's dive in and get started let's do it okay so we're going to start by talking about um taking care of 
of parents. We live in, you know, they used to call this the sandwich, I think, generation, because we're in the place to take care of parents, but then also still children and especially grandchildren, which we're still in that season of life as well. Season of life. Absolutely. <laughs> the grandchildren is the best season. And um, so what is the hard part of um, taking care of aging parents? Well, I don't feel like I'm really taking care of them. Okay. I mean, I'm not living with and having to do all the work. Right. But I um, a year and a half ago, we moved from Tennessee to Florida and bought the home next door to my husband's parents. Mm -hmm. They um, both turned 90 in the past six months, mm -hmm. and they both are in decent health, though mom had a bad fall last year, and we were um, at the ready, and we, we mm -hmm. provided a lot of help to dad mm -hmm. and to her throughout her healing process and and still today she just enjoys having us visit and i do you know we do a lot of cooking um for mm -hmm. them and just being here has been really um sweet it's it's hard to see decline um for me it's hard to be here ministering to them in the ways that we do and being so far from my parents who are in Texas. Okay. And right. there's a little, I don't want to call it guilt, but yeah, I want to be there for both of them. Right. And because I'm right here, it's just easy to be here for them. But mm -hmm. um, it's been sweet. It's been, I've never been one who's really enjoyed a lot of time with older people. Okay. So this has been a stretch <laughs> for me. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it's been it's okay. Sweet. It's it's yeah yeah. It's one day at a time, and yeah. you just do what comes next and mm -hmm. try to love them the best you can. But watching the decline and not exactly knowing how to step in all the time, mm -hmm. trying to help without hurting. Right. You know that that right. philosophy. You can help too much and just take over and mm -hmm. make them feel like. Right. Right. I don't want to make them feel like children, but there are places that we can step in and help when. Yeah that they really do need help. So. How do you know, like, how do you know how to navigate that? I mean, yeah. can you just kind of tell by, like, when you hit the line, you know, you hit close to the boundary of that or something? Like, how can you know? Because that's yeah. a good point, how to help. I, I usually ask. Okay. Uh, sometimes um, my husband will step into places mm -hmm. because he's decided that w that's what needs to that's be done. That's what they need, right. And I need to pull him back sometimes and say, let's ask if that's right. what they need. Mm -hmm. um, it obviously, mm -hmm. you know, if we're trimming our hedges, we're going to go trim their hedges. That's right. not something we want 90-year-old <laughs> dad to get out and do right. or pull the weeds or something like yeah. that. I, um, I do tend to bring over dinner. Uh-huh several times a week or have them come and eat with us several uh -huh. times a week. But I know that mom really likes to cook. Right. Um, so I don't want to take that fully away from her, but I know she doesn't have the energy and, right. you know, so For I'm not really, single. so I try to yeah. balance that. Yeah. So I ask a lot, do you want me to bring dinner? I don't yeah. just automatically say I'm bringing it. Right. I ask. Right. So I try to keep, that communication and that's good yeah so they so, maintain kind of ownership of absolutely. how they're going to eat that night yes, you know right. that's good that's yes. the that's some good practical stuff i know that some people probably listen to this and thinking well i wish my son and daughter-in-law would move in next door to me <laughs> it's like an ideal situation for them but i also appreciate your your candor about how you're you're here with those 
in-law mm-hmm. parents, but you also feel the tug for your own parents. Right. And I, I can see how that would be a very real thing too mm-hmm. going on. But well, how great that we both have our parents. Yeah, that's amazing. I really. Mean, you know, my yeah. parents are in their 80s and they're in their 90s and yeah. we both have both sets of parents. That's pretty so incredible. I just want to be thankful for that. And yeah. Yeah. And I am too. And I mean, and, and people are staying, I mean, praise God, we seem to be staying healthier longer and independent longer. And it sounds like you're doing a great, you're being sensitive to how much to help and how much not to help, which on the flip side, and we're not going to move to this right now, but it makes me think about, it's kind of the same dance that we do with with our our adult kids, isn't it? It's like the same sensitivity of having that. Well, what, um, what have you learned from this season of life? Like, what's it teaching you? What's it teaching you about you? What's it teaching you about um, your relationship with the Lord? Like, what are you learning in that regard? I am a very structured person. Okay. (laughs) I like my schedule. I like my routine. Uh And I'm learning that I have to hold it loosely. Okay. That I need to to take that time and sit, Mm. not trying to get a bunch of stuff done but mm-hmm. just sit and visit if that's what's needed because there's yeah that's what's yeah. needed and i'm not good at sitting and doing nothing <laughs> i'd like to go 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 um so that's hard it's hard to to have the same question asked over and over yeah. with my mother-in-law whose um memory isn't truly great her memory mm-hmm. from 50 years ago is fantastic her memory from five minutes ago not so great right, so right i'm learning to have patience with answering the same question over and over again so yeah learning patience and yeah and uh, and how to be still how to be still yeah. in god's presence and in another person's presence that's really good hard to maybe be with sometimes and i wonder i think about what came to my mind when you said that is um how two things came to mind. One was I nursed my babies when they were infants. And the hardest thing for me about nursing them was having to be still. Mm -hmm. Because if I was feeding a bottle, I could walk around. I could, you know, they may get indigestion, but they'd get over it. (laughs) (laughs) But walking and nursing with your boob hanging out was a hard thing to do. But anyway, and that was the hardest thing. And as you're saying, I was like, I have always had a hard time sitting still. But then when I was sick, being treated for cancer, my son was a senior in high school and he only went to school a half day. And I cannot tell you how many days he would just come sit in the room where I was. I wasn't talking. I wasn't interacting. And he would just sit in that room with me. Now, he he could maybe do some of his work on, on his computer or something. But I that meant the world to me. And I, we began to coin it the ministry of presence, yeah. just not being there by myself and not feeling like the whole world was taken on without me, just having him with me. And so that's the ministry you're fulfilling in their lives. It's like that. We, we called it when we're walking the ministry of withness, like mm-hmm. being with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we do think of Psalm 46, 10, it says, be still and know I am God. And, you know, I think the Lord needs to put a lot of us in time out really often. And so maybe Indeed. this is the way this he is does my time it. Out, I'm telling you, for sure. <laughs> this is your time out. That's yeah. good. So that's the hard, what, what has been like the greatest part of this when you think of it, like what makes it like, wow, that's really neat. You know, I think um, just being able to use the gifts that God has given me mm. to minister. You know, I love to cook. That's great. You know, so 
cooking for two people is not a whole lot of fun, but yeah. you know, cooking for a family and mm -hmm. with his family, it's usually not just us and mom and dad. There's usually a brother that shows up too. <laughs> right, so you right. know, I just, and, and yeah, so that's using good. those gifts and, and because I've always been a, a kid person, I've always loved to be with kids and not so much old people and learning to step in and love an older person and and learn from them and hear mm -hmm. their wisdom you know mm -hmm. they're they have wisdom they've, sure they've lived they a do. lot of life and right. there's a lot to learn um and just enjoy that space that that's i never good. thought i'd be able to enjoy that's cool yeah. that's very cool mm -hmm. well my other question regarding this is how do you replenish you like how because this is a lot of pouring out even though it is your gift to serve people like when you're doing all this so how do you find your yeah. rest or your you know, you're refilling. Um, I have my mornings. Yeah, we were just on it that <laughs> I, minute ago. It's like if I sleep in, that that's hard because I feel like I've missed so much of the day. And I yeah. love my early morning quiet space with the Lord yeah. and my walk. If yeah. I get my quiet time with the Lord and I get my walk and my exercise in, I'm ready for the you're rest of the go. day. You're good I to go. I miss those and you see it in person. <laughs> like, that's good. You know, I hate to, you know, turn it into idolatry almost, but it's like, yeah. I need that space and that time. And, so you know, John good. goes, why do you get up so early? Because I, I need my time with the Lord. Yeah. I need to be filled so I have that. Yeah. Out, right? Now, are you naturally a morning person? Yes. Okay. That's good. Yes. And I think the reason I, I'm a naturally a morning person too, but I think that even if you're not a morning person, if you can find that time sometime in the day where it's just you, I think the key mm -hmm. is the quiet. Yes. It's the being able to, for me, my house is full of people. And if I'm going to have any moment of quietness, it's got to be before everybody gets up in the morning. Because mm -hmm. I at night now I could do it. I guess after everybody went to bed at night, but I'm no, I'm, I'm tired by I'm, then. I'm yeah, sleep at that yeah. point. John, yeah, so. John likes to have his quiet time at night. Or yeah, he used to anyway. And right. That no. I no, start reading right. and I'm gone. Yes, me too. <laughs> if I want to go to sleep, I'll have to start reading something. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's a. You know, but if you're a night person, you could do it that way. I think the key is having the quiet. It's like the getting away from everything. Isn't it cool how God, like you feel like, oh, okay, it's a discipline. It's something God says that I must do. But we're learning more and more. And, and Tammy, you and I talked about this today, kind of when we're walking. Like those things are really for us, not him. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about praying and right, how right. we worshiping God's for us to remember. Mm -hmm. He knows, like right. he knows. But we're, and so even the quiet time, it's for us. He knows how that restores our soul mm -hmm. and how that fuels us. And we're not kidding. Like when you have a good friend and I hope y'all listening have this too, or we'll seek it out, but you have a good friend you can walk with. And I do have one at home. I'm shouting out to my friend, Jill, who I walk with sometimes. Hey, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> and Jill, we would have loved Tammy and I would love to have you along on these yes. walks this week, but just, it's such a great, um, I think that's a gift the Lord gives us each other in, mm -hmm. in seasons of life. And the other thing is neat, and we'll talk about this again, but is how he allows us to, um, I don't know, he kind of creates the, the putting us together for certain seasons when we're carrying similar loads and God knows. So he's almost like he's picking his, like, he's like, you go walk with her for right now because you're dealing with a similar thing. Absolutely. Isn't that great? I have had that. I've had the most beautiful friendships built around 
walking. We've got my running group. We call ourselves a running group. We haven't run in years. We used to run together. <laughs> what do we walk together now? But I, they walked with me through some really hard stuff. And we have prayed and cried and walked together. And, mm. you know, it's just those build friendships that you that never ends. I mean, those are sisters. That's you know, so cool. it's like they that's just right. can't. That's, that's the family right that's there. Good. That that's good. That's right. Family of God. And that and that is like when God says, "I'll supply all your needs." Mm -hmm. That's a way He's doing that. You know, so it's good. All right. Well, that's um, that's a portion about taking care mm -hmm. of our parents and doing it in a way that respects their independence and, um, you know, and just nurturing healthy relationship and and kind of serving them as unto the Lord and all that. You know, all of these places in our life, we have opportunity to um, allow our service to be an act of worship. We really do. We don't think of it that way all the time, but if we really can surrender ourselves to as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And as I say that, I'm moving into the subject of marriage. And most of the time when um, I, and I don't talk about marriage a whole lot because it's just hard, hard work. Marriage is hard work. For me, it is anyway. <laughs> for us, it is. And I'm sure Tom it's would say the same thing. Satan yeah. doesn't want us to have a healthy marriage. Yep. You're right. <laughs> that is. That's true. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, of course, he's going to make it hard. Mm -hmm. But in our marriages, um, okay. So, I thought it would be fun. We haven't talked about this. But mm -hmm. I, it came to my mind when I was writing out the questions is, describe your idea of a, what would be a perfect marriage. <laughs> love and respect for one another, putting each other first. Yeah. Not just above yourself, but above everybody stuff. else and the stuff. People okay. and the hobbies, hobbies and, all the and all that stuff. Okay. Believing in the best of each other and wanting the best for each other. Oh, that's good. Those are, when mm, I see like marriages that. like that, they, they flourish. Yeah. You know, they see the best in each other, not the worst. They yes. don't, you know, it's not, they don't just always harp on what's wrong. They see what's right. Oh, that's because good. Because we're all a mess. I mean, there's always going to be something bad to pick on. There's, yeah. you know, we're never going to be perfect. Um, hey, tell yeah. us about your friends. You were telling me about this the other day that had given you kind of a picture of mm -hmm. this part mm -hmm. of it. So tell us so about it. They just, uh, Paul and Marion have a relationship that they just adore each other. Yeah. Um, in a healthy way. They don't dismiss the fact that they're flawed human beings they kind of uh -huh. tease about those things yeah but they have each other's backs mm -hmm. they they mm -hmm. come first to each other mm -hmm. they absolutely love and respect each other yeah they are married but they also work together mm -hmm. and i got to go to work with them last year to help them at the conference and what he said was i am the leader of our home and that's, you know, that's mm -hmm. been established. And that's, I mean, that's the way they live. And it's beautiful the way they live that out. But when it comes to this business, she is my boss. Oh, I mean, she okay. is her business and right. he works for him. And he, and he takes comes that. Alongside. And it's beautiful because mm. they just do it so flawlessly that is so good. and beautifully. So yeah. Yeah. they are just a, mm -hmm. wow. Um, yeah. They've got a beautiful marriage, a beautiful yeah. family. And yeah. It's not perfect, you know, nothing right. ever is. They've had their bumps in the road, yeah. but they yeah. they believe the best in one another. They mm. see the best in one another. They put each other first and 
it's beautiful. and they choose that they, they choose, choose that, that. and yeah. i bet they don't even think about it now because they've been married for so long yeah. but somehow at the beginning they just chose that's what they're going to do yeah. instead of now we'll talk about reality <laughs> we tend to look at what's wrong and point mm -hmm. it out and want to fix it mm -hmm. because we're trying to if we go into marriage with a, a me-centered attitude right then I'm looking to how you're meeting my needs or not meeting my needs or pleasing me or not pleasing me. And then if I'm, if I'm constantly harping, then I'm like that drip, 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 right. you know, like right. Proverbs talks about right. that drippy, drippy whatever it is, nagging woman. And right. it's awful. Like right. it'd be better to live with a drip. I think that's what the proverb says <laughs> than with you. So well, that's what um, you asked, you know, what makes a marriage hard? And yeah. first and foremost is selfishness. Oh, you're right. I mean, that if I'm it. all about me and you're all about you, I mean, that's not going to, that's not in not any relationship, work. marriage or anything. Mm -hmm. It can't just be one-sided well and and one side yeah and focused mm -hmm. on self i had a friend um here's a texas way of saying that she said marriage is like apart from jesus being the center of it it's like two ticks without a dog <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, 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 you're right. That can be like that. So number, no wonder we're, we're having such a hard time in marriages because we, this selfishness is the, like, that's the essence of everything and making self God rather than God, God. Mm -hmm. It's the whole exalting me and me and mine and, and these things. And so, um, all right. So yeah, that's obviously what makes it hard. And so the reality is that, um, that we're not, we, you nor I have perfect marriages. We, we don't? determined this <laughs> you way don't? while we were walking. <laughs> uh, now, pretty we are good. not perfect wives uh, uh, and we do uh, not have perfect husbands, but that, yeah. what was it that, that's what makes life um, interesting and fun, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But we both, now this, I do want to say, like, we both love the Lord and yeah. we both are married to men who love the Lord. Right. 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 So we're just being honest, yeah. right. <laughs> even though we do, Absolutely. it's not, it's not exactly perfect. So, um, what are some of the things you pray for your husband? Like, um, hmm. not specific, but like in general, what, well, let me get what out my prayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the prayers he needs. <laughs> You know, first and foremost, I pray for his relationship with the Lord. Okay, that's good. I pray scripture over all of my family members. And I, mm. I got this from you. I've got my little book. Oh, with their that is so good. I have yeah. learned so much from Leanne. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Leanne, you have taught me. And I was that going through so some great. of my journal pages. And I'm like, I think I copied this from you. From that your podcast great. or from your journal. You know, from well, your let me tell them real quick what you just showed me. So what she's got are little tabs in her journal okay. with the names of all of her family members tabbed so that she can quickly flip mm -hmm. to that person and write her prayer out for them. Well, and track and with that. The, the, the scripture that the Lord has given me. For okay. Them to pray. And then oh, I add little yay. things. Okay. I think you taught me that. This is so good. So yeah. Ephesians 117, I keep asking that um, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Ooh, that's I mean, good. what else? What yep. more could I pray that? Yeah. Then God that just continue to know him better. I love but it. But then, you know, there's specific things that, uh -huh. you know, may come to my mind, but like mm -hmm. the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart would be acceptable in the sight of God. That's beautiful. You know, that's Psalm 1914. I would urge you to walk in a manner, manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Ephesians 4, 
um, one through three. So um, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, yeah. peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control would be evident more and more in mm -hmm. his life. But most of all, that he would trust in the Lord with all his heart and not lean on his own understanding and all his ways submit to him so that he will make his path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it's just... It's scriptural. I've learned yeah. that from you and from others to pray scripture. And what more could I do? I mean, right. you posted this prayer that I just grabbed hold of. Mm -hmm. um, and you quoted it from somebody else. I was looking for, you know, where it came who from. Who I got it from, from right. Who you got it from. But uh -huh. it was such a, I wrote the whole thing out. And wow. I have regularly prayed it over all my family oh, members. Neat. Because it's all filled with scripture. Yeah. And it's all so. What's the name of that, that prayer? Because I'll look I it up and find out where I got I'll, it from. I'll find it because it was in a recent podcast or a recent blog post. Um, and I have it here too because. Um, and I have it in my prayer folder on my uh, phone, how to pray for the lost. Okay. And it, and it, but, but it wasn't just pray for the lost. Right. It was so much more. And it was um, by Lee E. Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He was the guy that wrote that little brochure that mm -hmm. I took my info from. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah, I've gotten over that hurdle of praying mm -hmm. somebody else's written prayer. Because yes. if they're writing it using the word of God, then that's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. So we talked about that a little bit this week because mm -hmm. I was telling Tammy that I had um, been very opposed to praying somebody else's written prayer in the early days, learning how to pray, because I was so um, impressed by the Lord that my prayers didn't need to be rote memory. They needed to be relational. I needed to build. And the way I thought of it was if I'm trying to build a relationship with my husband, I'm not going to bring a book to right. the table and read to him my thoughts. Right. I'm going to just talk to him like a friend. And I still, that is rich. And that's how God wants our prayer life to be. But now that I've grown in that prayer life and all, oh my goodness, people's written prayers are so powerful. Especially when they, when they use God's word. Yeah. Like Stormy Omardian. Yes. Wrote all the power of a praying, yes. everything. Yes. And I used those books for years and was in prayer groups that used yeah. those books. But her prayers weren't from about her or right. I mean, they were scripture after scripture after scripture. Yep. She just wrote them into prayers in a yep. beautiful way that. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And they are because mm -hmm. praying scripture is the most powerful way you can pray. So do you literally you just said sometimes you just read that prayer sometimes I just over. Do. do you do it out yeah. loud or to yourself or how? Depends. Okay. Depends How you on feeling? Where I'm, mm -hmm. where I'm at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when I go for my walk, when I don't have a friend with me, that's uh -huh. when that's when I do have you know Jesus, my friend, with me, and that's when <laughs> we just talk. You know, uh -huh, normal talk conversation, <laughs> right. like you and right. I talk when we walk. Right. But, but when I'm sitting and I have my books and all my stuff with me, that's when I just pull up what I've written out or what somebody else has written. That's out incredible. I love that. It, so. I love that. I do remember teaching that. I need to mm -hmm. pull it back out and practice it myself. I love. Mm -hmm. And so with all these scriptures written on each tab, then on, on a day or whatever, you just mm -hmm. go to that person, start reading that scripture, whatever one mm -hmm. the Lord prompts your heart to read. And you just mm -hmm. pray that over them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Do you put their names into it? Like when I you're do. praying? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Somebody just recently asked me, how do you pray scripture over people? So there you go. That's how we do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, um, how do you handle your unanswered prayers? Cause like, goodness, you would have like the husband of the year if 
goodness, if God were answering all these prayers, we would be, when we visited John, we would be like, you know, visit him with Jesus himself. (laughs) Well, I mean, even prayers for myself, you know? Yeah. I'd be an incredible. Right, you know, right. That's true. It's not just me. About praying right, for people, right. Praying for myself, for myself but, too. That's you right. Know, I get discouraged sometimes when I see my own, the reality of my own yeah. sin and shortcomings. My own, life and my own shortcomings. And, yeah. And I'm learning through you and through so many resources that yeah. we have readily available. Um, to continue to pray, pray through yeah. to a breakthrough, pray through to a breakthrough. That's right. right. We just keep on pray praying until something happens. <laughs> pray until something happens. Um, That's right. Know, just yeah. to continue to one day at a time, take it one day at a time, That's good. knowing that it's all being worked out for our sanctification. That's None right. of it, you know, the longing for heaven that we have. Yeah. I want a perfect marriage. I want a perfect husband. I want a perfect family. That just says I'm longing for heaven when Ooh, it will good. all be perfect. That's good. Right? That's very good. That's very good. And some days I do get discouraged and I just want to give up on God. And, mm-hmm. you know, then he smacks me upside the head and says, what? <laughs> <laughs> or he's still patiently there waiting oh, on us to come back around. A, it's so uh, good. Un, you know, a phone call out of the blue from somebody who oh, encouraged me. Or he sends me a, a devotional that says. Yeah, speaks you know, right exactly okay, to it. They that wait upon the Lord. Um, the well, renew their strength. Version, yeah. Okay. Um, they have the word of the day, you know, the verse yeah, of the day, yeah. and then they have somebody who elaborates on it. Yeah. And I think it was Craig Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Rochelle. Greg, Greg, Craig. Craig. Oh, I yeah, I know who anyway, you're talking about. He's, yeah. the, he's the pastor of the church that. Yeah, that, that does you version. Right. right. Uh-huh. And he said, don't waste the weight. Mm, that's good. Don't waste and it, the weight. That was powerful for me. It's just like, don't sit and cry in the waiting, you know, it's like continue yeah. to grow and continue to learn and continue to press in, yeah. um, you know, find that next scripture that's going to bolster your confidence and yeah. claim those promises. Amen. You know, God, remembering who God is, is probably the biggest way we wait yeah. with hope yeah. because God keeps his promises. Yeah. You know, remembering who he is, that he is a promise keeper and that he's a miracle worker, that he's a healer. Yeah. yeah. And he's just as much God in the middle of it as he is at the end of it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. As he was at the beginning of it. Like he's the same all the way through. That's good. Okay, so what an amazing thing to think about that um, we can't, you know, I think it's very immature and I have to confess that even after all my years of ministry and seminary degree and all the things, I still can be a spoiled brat when it comes to my relationship with God, because Mm -hmm. sometimes during the wait, I just want to stomp my foot Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to hold my breath until you give it to me. And the Lord's like, well, I hope you enjoy the rest when you pass (laughs) out because it ain't happening that way. And one of the ways that I had thought about um that verse or I, I probably heard somebody teach it of of um when you wait on the lord you'll gain new strength was to consider the waiting like a, a servant in a restaurant waits on the people and so i've tried to picture it in my mind of how if the lord were sitting at the table and it was my assignment to serve them and i have even greater insight in this now that i've had a son who has worked in that industry and if I want to, he talked about how when he served a table and he worked in higher end restaurants, that he wanted to always anticipate what they 
what they needed or what they might want. And he really tried to, he's like this though, tried to get to know them enough to kind of read them a little bit. And then he could anticipate and kind of be right ahead of their request of him. And when he started describing it that way, I thought, oh, what if I made that my focus while I'm waiting? Like I love the Lord so much that I am, that in the wait, instead of stomping my foot and pitching a fit and saying, I'm going to sit right here and suck my thumb until you what deliver I you what I want you to do. If I were to just look for ways that I can serve him. And one of the things I've discovered, and now I'm having to confess, I don't always do this. I just am. It's inspirational to talk about it because that's what I aspire to do. But one of the things I have learned to notice in the waiting is the opportunity to love be with and minister to other people that might be in a similar kind of weight. It's also made me much more tenderhearted and compassionate toward people when they're going through a hard time. If I never had a hard thing happen to me, right. I would be the most self-righteous, smart, um, Bible smart. Um, if you'll do it this way, you'll get this result person that you ever met. Because I kind of was like that. Like mm -hmm. I used to teach parenting conferences before I was a parent. <laughs> and then when I got to be a parent, I was that's like, humbling. yeah, I got nothing to say yeah. now. Yeah. So, you know, that's a. Uh, comforts us so we can comfort others. Yeah, that's right. And when I went through the hard times, it was when I looked around and saw everybody has a story. Yeah. And we don't know their story all the time. That's right. And. You know, be kind yeah. like that That's goes right. around, you know, it's yeah. like everybody's got something going on. Just be kind. Be kind. You know, you just know. don't know what's going on in the background. Yeah, yeah so. you don't. Right. You don't know. So anyway, that's that's good. Well, now we're going to talk about my one of my favorite subjects <laughs> that we both uh, are in the thick of it with. And um, Tammy being the mother of Evie and Emily and me, of course, being the mother of my three that and, and a son-in-law, mine three and a son-in-law that are all in their 20s, early 30s. That's kind of our stage of life. Her kids are same. In fact, we discovered on this trip that your two girls were born in two of the same years my two of my children were born. Right. 93 and 95. Uh -huh. And then I have one more that was born in 92. So we're right there at the same stage of, of parenting. So our first question is the same as what I asked with the marriage. And that is, um, what did you think this stage of life would be like? I had no idea that being a mom of adult children would be more difficult than being a mom of a little child. That's right. I had no idea. And I said that to somebody I met on vacation two weeks ago who is um, struggling with a daughter who's very ill. And mm -hmm. she said, thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. She said, because it really is because you don't have control anymore right. of anything. And you're watching them make decisions that maybe you don't want them to make, but you have, it's, it's hard to be a parent of an adult child. <laughs> it is. And, and like you think, you know, the misnomer for me was, if you can survive the first 18 years and then help them get through college, you know, then hurl them out into the world. Easy. And now you're going to be fit, loose and oh, fancy. Yeah, free. we're going to have we're going to have great <laughs> sons-in-laws and then we're going to yeah. have family gatherings and <laughs> right. great, great, you know, all these grandchildren. Yes. And it's just going to be hunky dory and we're right. just going to have Sunday dinners every, you know, it's yes. just because just, just <laughs> everybody's going to live within uh -huh. uh, 30 minutes of home. get along and it's going to be relational bliss. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, we had fun when that, when we were all together. And so we were just going to expand that fun and have it with everybody else. And yeah, I thought the same thing. And then 
um, what I what I've grown to discover is if you think about and put it in perspective, we're parents of adult kids longer than we're parents of children. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. a it's a long term relationship. It's the rest of our lives. And it's um, a big portion of their adult lives as well. You know, some of them may be praying we die sooner than, <laughs> uh -huh. than later. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's really. And I think, do you think that contributes to um, some of how hard the reality is? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you have dreams that when they oh. don't come true the way you envisioned them, yeah. then that's, yeah, yeah. that's reality hard. And I had an adult, one of my kids say to me, mom, let go of those dreams and, you know, or stop dreaming that. And I said, you don't understand. Like the minute I found out I was pregnant before I, you could even be seen on an ultrasound, I didn't say to my mind, oh, let's start dreaming now. Right. It just kicked in. Like it just went in here. We were praying for you long before you ever yeah. conceived, you yeah. know? Yeah, when you were still a little sperm and a little egg somewhere in two different bodies before. And and so, of course, when we're praying, we're praying with kind of a preconceived notion. But um, it, but yet now we have what is real versus what is the that thought in our minds. And um, so. How do we handle reality? Like, how do we go about handling it? You know, yeah. For me, it's just one day at a time. Yeah, sweet Jesus. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's like, um, you know, what I still long for is not necessarily, it's not reality and it's not going to be reality. Yeah. And so to accept what is, to pray, just to continue continue to pray, to mm -hmm. encourage, to love them where they're at, to see them as the adults that they are yeah, and to, to respect them and not judge them. Yeah. You know, so if I can, mm, that's good. if I could separate the fact that I'm their mom right, and be their friend or yeah. um, just to come alongside and encourage them where they are and to support them where they are and, and continue to pray, of course, and mm -hmm. want what's best for them. But just like in marriage, to love and respect them and believe in the best of them. Ooh, that's good. Even though what we see my best may not be what they see as best. And yeah. to be able to accept that the way they're doing it is the way yeah. they feel best, just like the way I did it yeah. was the best that I could do it. Right. 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 That's yeah. Tough. Yeah. That's it tough. is tough. But that is, uh, I think, one of the biggest things that I've heard from my young, and of course, you know, we both are new at this. We're a decade into it, I guess, almost, um, is learning how to not just extend the the leash, I mean, you know, whatever, but to let it go. Right, there is no leash. And then there stay still in the world as much as they'll let you with a... Um, even if they're not living the choices that you hoped, hoped, yeah, to to be able to still have um, interaction with them and even good times with them, um, in spite of that. Right. And I think it was my what my kids have hollered is, "Mom, let go!" Like you know, because somehow they need that too. Yes. Because and one thing that I've realized is they don't really own their own decisions until they know 
you've let go of the rope. Yes. Because as long as you're hanging on the rope, if things don't work out the way they think, they can still blame it on you because they feel the tug of you in their mm -hmm. mind and their heart. Mm -hmm. So somehow the whole letting it go is key to them owning, like you got to own your own life. And the best way, I guess, that I try to work it through is... Um, is trying to turn the the table like how would I feel if it was my mom doing it, yeah. you know? And I'm yeah. like, well, gag gum, she just yeah. need to get out of the way because yeah. that's the way I'd feel. And then I think, well, that's exactly the way they feel about me. And my mom doesn't say a bad thing. Yeah, she's that's always good. been the word of encouragement, well, the word good. of support, the cheerer honor. That's you know, good. it's like, and I want to be that for my girls. Um, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing better. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know well, like we should shows. ask them. <laughs> no, we won't ask. Um, but, uh, good thing this yeah, isn't a call-in talk know. show. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but if I can meet that person uh -huh. on the street, you know, like, or that person yeah, yeah. was my neighbor, yeah. how would I relate to them good. and love them and encourage them in the place that they are, right. not being flesh of my flesh and right, bone right, of my right. bones, you know? It's like, <laughs> right. it's, it's, sometimes I find that easier and I go, yeah. why can't it be that easy with my daughters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let me be that to them and not That's be good. mom looking on with judgmental, right. critical eyes. Right. That they don't need that. Right. There's enough pressure in this world without. Yeah. Having to having that. do that. Mm -hmm. That's a good, yeah. that's a good way to try to do that. That's good. Well, my, I had a child that would challenge us, my husband and me, and say, how would you treat somebody if they came to church and asked you for counseling in this situation? Right. And, um, you know, of course, our comeback was like, you're not that person. You're our child. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to go there. But she did have a good point because that is, if you think of it that way without tangling your heart, because not all of that heart tangle is godly. Like some of that is Absolutely. very self-centered. It's very codependent. Yes. And, and, you know, if we're getting that, if we're still trying to get, or ever tried to get our self-worth out of our mothering. Yes. That's not okay. That's you know, key. That puts too much pressure on them. Right. You know, and they feel that. Yes. And it doesn't give glory to God. Ooh, that's for, good. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a good, that. that's a good, good point. That if we're trying to get that from them, that in itself helps us let go of the rope, I think. So, um, well, how do you, uh, pray for your, well, you just told us how you pray for your husband. It's probably the same way same with your way. girls. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't give you specifics because there's specifics for them. Right. And specifics for the place that they're at. Yeah. So right. that would be probably too infringing their, right. yeah, their, what but, needs you know, to stay if private. If my daughter calls and says, oh, I'm anxious about this. I yeah. can pray, you know, do not be anxious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that, one of them did say, you can't just pray away anxiety. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I said, well, I believe that God can heal cancer. I've watched him do it. Mm -hmm. And I believe he can heal an anxiety disorder, if that's mm -hmm. what we're going to call this. Right. So I will pray against anxiety. Yeah. And I yeah. will claim it. You know, it's like, yep. and I'll, right. I'll pray it over you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. There's that's lots good. of lots of scriptures written out on my on my girls' tabs in here, yeah. and yeah. What? How do you go about finding your scripture that you pray for your people? I pray um, for the Lord to reveal it. Okay. First of all, okay. Um, knowing where they're at, obviously, uh -huh. you have to be in communication with sure. somebody to have a relationship with them. Right. Knowing where they're at 
and then applying scripture. It's yeah. like medication. Yeah. Here, this is what's happening. Well, here's the yeah. prescription for that. Just yeah. like just like your cards from the prayer clinic. Yeah, that's right. Here's the prescription card for or, if she's dealing with fear, if they're yeah. dealing with discouragement, here's encouragement, here's health, here's righteousness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, I've probably did get some of them categories. from Categories, that's good. Right. Yeah. Or maybe I Googled it. You know? Right, right. Well, I mean, and that's <laughs> what I say too. I Google, mm -hmm. but thanks mm -hmm. for saying that about the cards because I will shamelessly give that a plug right now because we have created, um, because the clinic has been up and running for so long, we've learned what um, sort of categories most often are bothering people. And um, we've come up with nine different specific categories that we've put a page, you know, of scripture to that. They're probably what, 10 or 11 different verses that we've turned kind of into prayers. Yep. And that's, um, those are a great resource. So you can find those on the prayer clinic website. Yeah. So good. Yeah. In fact, one is praying for your children. Yes, it is. And, um, so we have scripture just specifically for that. And I think that, um, Tammy's not saying this because she's taking it for granted, but because Tammy's in the word on a daily basis, then the word is in her and she's become very familiar with the Bible. Meaning the Bible is not a foreign piece of literature that's overwhelming to her anymore. Now you may be a new believer and the Bible is a foreign piece of literature overwhelming. Don't worry about that. Like you just keep staying in it and it will become more and more familiar and use the tools. Like in the old day, we used to use concordance at the back of the Bible, but now it's just easier to Google it. Amen. And honestly, a you can Google anything. About trust. <laughs> That's right. About, <laughs> and there'll yeah. be tons of things that'll come up where somebody has blogged and given you 22 verses on that subject. And that's what, um, it's just great, the resources that we have now. But I would encourage you, if you're new to the Bible, to use an actual paper copy so that you can kind of get, you know, you become familiar with where things are mm -hmm. in the whole map of it, I guess I'm saying. And if you Google and you find a verse you love, go to your paper copy, and highlight it. it. That's right. Right in that by a Bible. It. Like, <laughs> wear that Bible out. We've probably, you've probably worn Bibles out right now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do with those one day? Those well, Bibles. Have you thought about it? Same box with those journals. Okay. Yeah. For whatever <laughs> they're going to do. I know. I was thinking the other day that I want to give the, like all the Bibles I've worn out through the years, I want to like put it in a will to give to certain people yeah. in my life, family and other people. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do with all those journals? Cause I'm a, you're a journaler, mm -hmm. I'm a journaler. Mm -hmm. And so there's like boxes of yes. journals that I just haven't let go of. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what my kids might need to do. And I was thinking about the revelation uh, verse that says that the prayers are like wafting from the earth are like mm -hmm. incense yes. in heaven. And I thought maybe my kids need to get together and have a great big bonfire and oh, just burn gosh. all those There's journals all the and all oh, the prayers will just go right on up to heaven. Of it, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I'd rather them do that than read them. <laughs> so um, anyway, okay. Um, let's see. We talked about the tips uh, and about relating to your children. Mm -hmm. Tell me a real win. I, this is, I, I'm going to spin you from oh, a curveball. Yeah, it's not on your list. <laughs> like, can you think of off the top of your head, a real win in being a parent to your adult kids, like a, a situation where you're like, you know what? I did good in that. I did good. That's off the cuff. Wow, Let me try that, to think. Off the cuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one no, for me too. That, no, I don't want to even share yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just the fact that we talk almost every day. That is that, a win. That to That's me huge. makes me feel like, you know, we still have a relationship. Yeah, do. I don't live, you know, next door to either of them either. Mm -hmm. um, they're not, you know, the fact that 
uh, I had such a um, hand in helping to raise my first granddaughter um, when mom was there, working yeah. full time and dad was working full time and she trusted she trusted me enough to let me have that little girl as yeah. so much and still to this day as much as I want you yeah know? that makes me feel like you know that's a win so. that's for big time that's a win that's win. good yeah. that's good well what's God teaching you during this season of life this related to being a parent of your adult kids to trust him <laughs> always to just continue to trust who he is and that he keeps his promises. Yeah, that's and good. That's just the that is always period. the thing, isn't you know, it? That's like, right. Yeah, to keep Trust focusing him, on him more. Because when I take my eyes off of him, boy, do I get anxious. And oh yeah, whew, no, I just have to keep trusting yeah. and looking to him and yeah, putting them. You know, you you gave us the um, that hold out your anxieties yes, yes. to him right you know put them in yeah. your hands hold your hands out and then yep. flip your hands over yeah i can't tell you how many days Ooh. i have started the day with my hands full and just flipped them over and Ooh. said those are yours lord i'm giving them to you today and yep. yeah and you got it you've got god's, you, god's got this. got this god's got this <laughs> yep those are Amen. i mean that really is the key in fact lately i've been talking a lot about how the battle really is to believe the battle is to believe because once we believe then we then we can start receiving which really leads us to the last thing that i want to ask tammy for us to talk about and that is how is god satisfying you at in all in all ways because see i think the reason these are such subjects on our walks is because these are the places where we're not satisfied mm -hmm. or you know where we're longing to see god change things yeah which means that's code for I'm not satisfied with the way things are here. We're not and supposed to be. <laughs> that's good. I was about to say that. And that's not a bad yeah, thing, right? right because right. it just, we're not. And right. that's where we have the ministry of intercession. But in that, how is God satisfying yeah. us? I, I wrote, you gave me these. So I was able to think through this. And one of the things I realized recently is that I went from having two jobs and a full, you know, um, time taking care of a grandchild and a house and all that in Tennessee to coming here and having a small home, no job, you know, having my ministry to my in-laws, right. of course, not really having a, a peer group that I spend a lot of time with. John golf. So, and I have this space that kind of made me anxious for a minute. I went, no, I'm going to relish this because I have, I have longed for this space. Mm. And he's like, here it is. Now, how are you going to spend it? Are you going to continue to do, 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 and keep yourself busy? Are you going to come and spend time? I've never read novels. Now I love mm. to read the Bible. I love to read spiritual books, uh -huh. scriptural books, uh -huh. but these novels that you turned me on uh -huh. to, which are, Biblical historic fiction uh -huh. have, I mean, those are spaces where he's just That's delighting neat. me, right? So um, then there was, I was getting anxious about not seeing my parents for a while. And like in January, I got an email from my airline that said $39 <laughs> each way. And I'm like, yeah. it's never where I want to go. Right. But it was. This time it was. And I, I said, can I go? Yeah, just go, go, go. So yeah. I just booked a flight and I spent a weekend with my parents and mom and I just did puzzles. And I mean, we just had such a delight. And it was like, oh, it just, 
did my heart so good. That's good. And then I was getting anxious about the fact that I hadn't seen my granddaughter. <laughs> that one's hard. Yes, um, I imagine. And my grandson and, my, yeah. you know, my daughters. And I, I miss them. And I, after a little while, I get to where I'm like, I need to see them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was getting there and God, it was like overnight, God put Evie and Noah here for a week. And then I got to drive them up to Tennessee and got to see them. And it was like, Okay. He yeah. just continues to meet those so places good. that, um, yes. and then I get friends visiting right? and family visiting. <laughs> we and, don't ever yeah. stop so, visiting. Yeah. All the, you know, when you live in Florida where it's beautiful and sunny and there's golf courses all around, you know, <laughs> they, they're, they're just running a revolving mm-hmm. bed and breakfast yeah. for us. It's and so we great. love it. And we do. We love it. But yeah, so that's, that, it's refreshing too. Yeah. It's refreshing. My little time with you and Largo last year was yes. like the retreat I needed. Yes. You know, right. You gave me space. So he just meets your needs when you rely on him. That is and it's so beautiful. good. So. And what's good is when we notice that, I think sometimes if we're again, a spoiled brat, we are so focused on what we want to see happen that God's, satisfying he's providing everything we need according to his riches he promises he'll do that in philippians and we miss it because we're demanding this and so i guess my encouragement to all of us is trust god and and watch and yeah and then watch how he's going to take how much he loves you because he there's expressions of the ways that he loves on us every day Mm -hmm. and he wants us to to be still and know, to, to feel that breeze, to feel that encouragement, to feel that phone call for what it really is or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, thank you, Tammy, so much. This has been a really fun conversation and I've no doubt it's going to be encouraging to so many of my listeners and you all, um, thank you for listening and, um, We'll have Tammy again next time I come and land on her, on her Lene. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Don't you love Tammy? What a great insight and truth she shared with us. If you'd like to spend more time with people like her, you might consider signing up for one of our retreats we're hosting at our laughing place in the North Carolina mountains. One of the richest parts of these retreats is meeting kindred spirits. This year, Tom and I are adding retreats for pastors and wives in addition to the retreats that we're already offering for women. We're also offering these retreats in August, September, and October, rather than offering all of them in the month of October. So check out our dates and see if one of these retreats might be just what the Lord might have in mind for you by going to leannemccoy.com backslash private dash retreats. Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to sharing some time with you again next week.